0: So how are you doing? We have some new members we want to recognize today. Uh, So stand, if I call your name. Alyssa Ammon. Scanning. Brennan and Kristen Askins. They were in the first service. Limwell and Karen Hernandez. They were in the first service, too. Pablo and Tammy Esquivel. Yay! There they are. Uh, Kayla Esquivel, Kayla. Chelsea Watson and Chrissy Watson. Not here. OK. Amen. We also, have a, we also have a baby dedication, so if Juan and Leslie Fuentes would bring Fabian and germ did I say that right? And the grandparents can come too, if they want to and aunts and uncles, or anybody else that's going to help? Anybody that's going to help this family? Go ahead and get here in the middle so that we let them get around you. That's a good-looking bunch right there. <laughs> it's not, yeah, 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 It's not every, yeah, not every, yeah, not everybody could be here. So this is, German. Uh, this is German, and this is Jonathan. This is Jonathan's already been dedicated, and Fabian. Well, we practice uh, not infant baptism, but baby dedication. Uh, we believe that you should be baptized after you commit your life to Christ. It's like, I'm going to be baptized later today, I just got saved this week. Uh, no, I actually, I actually am going to be baptized today. We talked about it several Last year, I got baptized when I, was, when I was 10 or 11 years old, and then I got saved when I was 19, and since I'd already been baptized, I didn't get, go back and get baptized. So When I began to teach on baptism, I thought, you know what, I need to get baptized. So today i'm going to be baptized so you want, might want to stick around for that because this is maybe the chance for them to kill me off so uh, so but what we do believe in is is in dedicating our children to the lord and when we dedicate our children to the lord it's more than just saying god protect our children we want that everybody wants their children to be protected but what we're saying is i accept the responsibility to raise this child in such a way that it will be easy for them to see Christ in our household. I'm, I'm going I'm to go before them. I'm going to live in such a way that they see Christ in me. They see the joy of Christ. I, I, grew up, I grew up in church. We went to church four or five times a week. We went to church every time the doors were open. But the thing that I got from my parents in going to church is that they always loved doing it. It was always, it was never, oh, we got to go to church, pack up the kids, here we go. It was never a burden. It was always, hey, we get to go to church again. And, and we can, you can, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so how you live makes the difference in whether. These, these kids, these, these boys, oh, you're going to have a handful, right? <laughs> yet, it's not so bad, yet. <laughs> yeah, so the, the commitment is, do you commit yourselves to bring these children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and, and do you, aunts and uncles, I'm guessing, uncles and family, grandparents, do you commit yourselves to helping them see what it means to follow Christ? Amen. Amen. You think he'll let me hold him? We'll try. Amen. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) Look at that. Pretty big guy. What do you think? I'll stay close. I'll stay close. Let's stand and we're going to pray for these kids. Father, in Jesus' name, we ded- our, dedicate ourselves to raising Fabian and German in the, in the house of the Lord, that we will make our house the house of the Lord, and we will make our family the family of God, and we will make our people the people of God. They will see what it means to follow Christ with all of their heart, not half-heartedly, but wholeheartedly in such a way that everything, every prayer and every meal, Every day is dedicated to your name and your glory. That you would give us strength. And Lord, we ask for protection. That you would use these children in your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, he went like, yeah, all right. You want to just stay up here with me and help me preach a little bit? Yeah, he's fine. He's, he's good for that. Hey. Good job. Jonathan? Good job. He's like, hey. Amen. Praise the Lord for that, right? So we're so far behind on baptisms and baby dedications from this, so if you want to get your baby dedicated, they may be 10 or 11 years old by now, you know, <laughs> uh, seems like it. We've got some, we have quite a few one, one-year-olds that got born during COVID, so, so thank you so much. Uh, uh, a lot of you may not know, but Antonia Fuentes, who is, was here, is the grandmother of the bunch, She uh, she cleans our building, and she is amazing. She is amazing. She does an incredible, incredible job. We are so blessed to have her. (laughs) She 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 just does. She just and not only that, but she puts up with Landon and William, (laughs) which who they scare her all the time. They scare her all the time. So so occasionally she scares them back. So should I tell this? No, she doesn't want me to tell this. So one day, to get back to Landon, to get back to Landon, she got under Landon's desk. And and when Ricky Wright came in instead of Landon, she jumped out and scared him. It's classic. And then when I told her, I said, you know, Ricky's an elder. She was like, oh, no. I said, I said, it could have happened to a better person than Ricky Wright. It was awesome. So we're blessed. We are so blessed to have her. She may quit now, but we were for the time we had her, we were really blessed. Uh, so we're talking about heaven and uh, what's heaven going to be like. We've talked about what the present heaven, when we go to heaven right now, what it's like if you do not go to heaven, the heaven you go to now is not the heaven that's going to be when Jesus returns. So it's going, to be, it's going to be heaven coming down out of earth, out of heaven to earth. The new Jerusalem that's in present heaven then becomes heaven on earth. It's the joining, the final joining of the spiritual and the physical. It's, it's Eden reborn. It's Eden finalized. Eden was God's plan. We were going to rule and reign with God in Eden, and we threw it away. So, what's what's heaven going to be like? Heaven is going to be like Eden reborn. So there's going to be a lot of things you don't think about. in In Eden, there's Eden. There were animals. There's going to be animals in heaven because there, there's animals on the earth now. There'll be animals. There'll be there'll be new created animals. We were talking about fire. It'll be fire ants. They, they they'll just They'll just be ants. They won't have fire. Which, wouldn't that be a blessing, right? No fire ants. But what's heaven going to be like? So, we're going to talk about just some of the aspects. So, Sam Toomey, who was one of our elders for years and years, he passed away. Sam Toomey loved horses. And he was a farrier for a long time. And I just, so yesterday when I was doing the funeral, I said, you know, when Jesus returns, we're going to return with him on horses, on flying horses. So you're going to get your own flying horse. okay? I said, so somebody's got to get those horses ready. So, so Sam's got a job. When you go to heaven, you're not going to sit around on the cloud playing a harp. Greg Deitch has already got that job. Greg, Greg has requested the harp cloud job, but, but he's going to play a bass instead. Everybody else not can't have that job. Greg's got it. Uh, sewed it up last week. Dibbed it. <laughs> I got dibs on the cloud job. Uh, uh, <laughs> but heaven's going to be heaven is going to be incredible. I think sometimes we think of it as this spiritual. We're just going to be floating around, spirits. You know, you know, singing worship songs. And we don't get a sense of what heaven's going to be like. Heaven is, is going to be on earth. And so it's going to be the fullness of, of what we would experience in life, but expanded without sin. So heaven is a place of rewards and responsibility. You're not going to go to heaven and retire. You're going to continue to work. We will reign with Christ, 2 Timothy two eleven. This is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. So you got to endure. You got to in order you got to keep your faith to the end, right? You got to persevere to the end. You can't quit. If you don't quit, you're going to reign with him. Revelation 5:9. And they sing a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll, to sing this song about Jesus, and open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. So there's going to be all kinds of people in heaven. There's going to be all kinds of languages in heaven. There's going to be all kinds of cultures that we all bring with us, right? So, you know, there's going to be So, you're going to be able to go get you some good jambalaya in heaven because there's going to be, you know, there'll be some Cajuns in heaven. Not many, but there'll be some Cajuns. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. And you've made them be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. We don't think about this because we think of work as a curse, but serving God is a reward we get to serve god we get to the opportunity to serve we're going to serve god in eternity work was a part of eden before the fall god said to man the lord lord god took the man and put him in the garden of eden to work it and take care of it he said okay you got a job i want you to expand the garden." their job was to expand the garden of eden god works John 5, 17, in his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am working. So Jesus is working. God, the father is working. Working is not a punishment. It was after the fall, but it's not with God. So God doesn't reward us by taking away responsibilities. He rewards us by giving us responsibilities. That's what that's what it says. Listen to this. Matthew 25, 23. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You want to hear that? When you get to heaven, you want to hear that. Good job. You want to hear, well done. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful in a few things. Now go sit in a recliner for eternity. And s- switch through channels. That's not heaven, that's hell. We're not going to be resting in a recliner in heaven. We're going to, what are we going to do? He says, I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. So we're going to be with God. He says, we're going to be with the pleasures of God, the joys of God. He says, come and share your master's happiness because you're going to have a job in heaven. And I don't even know what that fully means. What does it mean that we're going to rule and reign with Christ? I know this. I know God, has, God is an incredible creator. And God's a big God. I mean, look at the universe. The universe is like forty-five billion light years across, so it's you know, it's pretty big. <laughs> you know. And it's been in existence for about 14 billion years, which means it's bigger than it than which would you think it'd be thirty billion light years across, but it's not, it's like forty-five billion light years across. So so and and there's all kinds of things that are just incredible. Galaxies and nebula and and just on the on the huge level, the, the macro level of the universe is incredible. Then you look at the tiny level of, of atoms and and neurons and gluons and 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 the level at the atomic level and how beautiful it is at the atomic level and how God is a God of order and creation. God is a mathematician. I don't know if you've noticed that, but God does really good math. And the world works that way. But God has big plans, and we're going to be a part of that plan. And God's going to give you responsibilities. I think we'll be surprised in heaven who, who is, who's important. All of us preachers will be on the back row. Because it's, it's not the preachers that are up front that are important. It's the people that are making it happen all the time, serving you, you don't have, have any idea how many people just serve, just quietly serve week after week after week, just doing their job, just looking for a place to love the body of Christ, serve. You know, it's coffee or cleaning or, or like Antonia. She's probably going to be, you know, in charge of everybody. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm going to do it. She just lost it because she wasn't humble. <laughs> But you know, people that you wouldn't think God's going to—they're going to—they're going to be serving at a high level because they were so faithful to the task that God gave them and what the gifts that God gave them. He, they were faithful with those those gifts. What are you going to be doing in heaven? You're going to be doing in heaven the thing that you love to do on earth, but now it's perfected and redeemed. You get to do it in a body unaffected by sin and death first in the present heaven and after Christ returns to the new heaven and new earth, where heaven comes to earth. What do you love doing? You're going to get to do it in heaven. Except play golf. Because you can't play golf without that cussing. So. That's a joke. I don't know. Will there be sports in heaven? The biblical answer to that is, I don't know. But is Play. There'll be play. We like to play. We're kids. Play naturally. Learn to play. We like to play. Well, there'll be play in heaven. We'll, we'll we're going to be able to enjoy it. We'll, we'll, there'll be laughter in heaven. We're not going to sit around being serious. I'm being holy. <laughs> you ever think that some people think that holiness is being sad and mean? <laughs> but that's not holiness. That, what we're going to have the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We're going to enjoy God. We're going to enjoy the presence of God. We're going to be with God all the time. His presence will permeate all things. We're, it'll be like we're in the full presence of God at all times. It's going to be so incredible. Uh, what do what you really like? You like cooking? You, you like building? You like organizing? It's like, I can see Lauren's like, God, okay, I'm going to organize heaven. Uh, you like painting. Some of you are very gifted and creative. You like you like playing the guitar. You like music. You like playing the bass. What do you like to do? You're going to get to do it in heaven. Not only that, but we're going to have this great relationship with God, this incredible relationship with God that's that's going to be being able to be with God unfiltered. We've never experienced that because we can't handle it. You think about it. Moses said to God, God, let me see your glory. And God said, well, I can't do that, but I'll show you my goodness. So he said, here, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to hide you in this rock. And I'm going to cover you with my hand. And then I'm going to let my goodness pass before you. It's like He's saying, you can't handle any more than that. You can't handle the truth. So God now in heaven We're going to get to experience the full blast of God's glory and his nature, just just unveiled his love, his grace, his mercy, his compassion, all of it, all of his attributes just in fullness, the fullness of who he is. We're going to have this incredible relationship with God. But how about how do we relate with other people? You know, so is it just us and God? Is it... You know, it's just us, we just all us and God, doesn't matter about other people. Well, heaven's going to be full of other people. So how are we going to relate to those other people? Well, they're going to be, well, we're going to relate to them in one way, that we're all one spiritual family. We have one father. We have one family on which, so, so now we ha- we'll have this recognition, we're all the same family. You know, you just feel different about your family. Sometimes you feel bad about them, but you do feel differently about them, Right? So heaven doesn't erase history. It culminates history. Your children and your grandchildren will still be your children and your grandchildren. I mean, you have a special relationship with them now. You'll have a special relationship with, with them then. Uh, not only that, but what about your relationship with your, with your grandparents that have passed on and your great-grandparents that have passed on and the people that are before you that are yours, that are your family, you're in relationship with them and the ones that that aren't yet when you pass. So you die. You all, we all die today, but then we all have family that keeps going on. Guess what? You're going to know them in eternity because they're yours. You're not going to know less than you know now. You're going to know more. So we can't take material things to heaven, but we can take friendships to heaven, and one day they're all going to be renewed. So then the, then the question is, so someone said to me, so what about my marriage in heaven? Will I be married in heaven? And I don't know if they were hopeful or disappointed. Or, you know, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell which way they were going with that. Will I be married in heaven or will I be married in heaven? Uh, so they asked Jesus that question. The Sadducees asked Jesus this question. They're trying to trap him. They're trying to trick him about the resurrection. The same day, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection came to him with a question. That's why we call them Sadducees. They're sad, you see, because there's no resurrection. Really, really old preacher joke. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without his children, his brother must first, must marry the widow and raise up offspring from them. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first one married and died. The second one, he had no children. He left his wife to his brother the same thing happened to the second and the third, right on down to the seventh. And later, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, this woman may be dangerous. Uh, <laughs> finally, the woman died. Finally, the woman died. Now, then at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven since they, all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, you are in error because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. They will not be angels in heaven. You will not be an angel in heaven. Grandma did not turn into an angel. She's a son and daughter of God. She is above the angels. So, yeah, well, you say, well, grandma didn't become an angel. She did better, she got an upgrade. <laughs> right? But after, I know some of you think, you no, know, so little babies die; there are little angels flipping around. No, there's not. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of, the, of Abraham, God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. We're not angels. We're better than angels. We're sons and daughters. So there's continuity between who you were on heaven and who you who you're on earth and who you will be in heaven, in the eternal heaven. You will not be married to your spouse. In the same sense that you are married today, because there's not marriages in heaven. There's one marriage in heaven. We are the bride of Christ, and we will all have a relationship with Jesus. We will each have a unique relationship with Christ. Ephesians 5:31. If you haven't read this scripture. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. Paul says marriage is a shadow, a copy, an echo of the true marriage of Christ and the church. You will finally have the perfect marriage in Christ. You may have a great marriage. You don't have a perfect marriage because you're married to a person. Tina and I have been married now almost 45 years. And we've got, you know, we've through many troubles, tolls, and troubles we've come through, you know, like you have. We've got a great marriage. We don't have a perfect marriage. You know why, you know why Tina doesn't have a perfect marriage? Because she's married to me. But, our relationship is better. Our relationship, Tina and our relationship is better because we both have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen, yeah. right, amen. So our commitment to Christ has made our marriage better. So I will tell you this, our marriage to Christ, each being married to Christ because we are the bride of Christ is going to make in heaven, we're not going to be married, but our relationship will be even better than it is now. I mean, it can't be possible that some, well, we had a really better life in earth than we did in heaven. I don't think so. It's got to be better. Everything's better in heaven. So I said this a couple of weeks ago. What if you could take the sin-warped part of your personality that was injured in the past and was the things that happened to you in the past that kind of made you, the weirdo you are today, all of us. I'm not speaking specifically to any individuals, though some do come to mind. Uh, that insecure part. We're all we're insecure, right? And then the self-protecting, selfishness that judges and measures others, because we're always, always comparing and uh, that where we get kind of mean. That mean part of us, and the misunderstanding part because we mis- we misinterpret everything through the lens of our experience. It's so it's so easy to misinterpret what somebody says. Somebody ever say something to you and you say, "I I, I didn't I didn't say that." I, I I'm sorry that happened, This happens in marriage. You're talking to your husband, your wife, wife, and they say, "Well, you said such and such, such and such and Well, ooh, I, I didn't really, I didn't mean it that way.'" So. So, when we're talking to people in person, we have this tremendous benefit, this this thing that happens. When you're talking to somebody in person, that immediately, a lot of times, you get a response, they go like, or they say something to you like, What are you talking about? And so we recognize that we didn't communicate well. Right? So, that's face to face. Now we've got all this communication by text and through Facebook and twitter and all this and we've we wildly misunderstand each other and we just throw out these opinions and wound each other and so we we don't recognize how hard it is to to communicate so how great will it be in heaven to have all that stripped away all the competition between each other i mean think about it when did when in the age of man Think about it. When in the age of man did we take pictures of ourselves and put them out there for people to comment about? Just saying. I mean, which I mean, I've done, I'm not saying that you're crazy for doing it because I've done it, you've done it, we've, you know, but it's it's crazy. It's It's like so many people are living off of the how people respond to the pictures they're post like oh you look so darling, you're so cute and we just love that we just we we love it but how 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 great would it be to be in heaven to have all that all that self stuff and all that foolishness the comparison and the competition and the need for approval because we finally recognize oh i've got god's approval the God of the universe thinks I'm pretty cool. I don't need anybody else's. So, so I'm going to cut to the chase and answer the question that some of you may be thinking about. Is there sex in heaven? Is there sex in heaven? Well, if you the verse that I read above, Jesus said no. There are sexes in heaven. If you are a man, you're going to be a man in heaven. If you're a woman, you're going to be a woman in heaven. That's how God created us male and female. And you will be that in heaven. You will have a sex in heaven, but there will not be sex in heaven. Uh, so, what does this mean? C.S. Lewis said this. C.S. Lewis said this uh, in the 40s, uh, talking about how we feel about this. I think our present outlook might be like that of a small boy who on being told that the sexual act was the highest bodily pleasure should immediately ask whether you ate chocolate at the same time. On receiving the answer, no, he might regard absence of chocolate as the chief characteristic characteristic of sexuality. The boy knows chocolate, but he doesn't know the positive thing that excludes it. We're in the same position. We know the sexual life. We don't know except in glimpses the other thing which in heaven will leave no room for it. Whatever there is in heaven it's the fullness of where sex was the shadow. So I'll say no, there won't be sex in heaven but whatever there is will be better. Is that a pretty good deal? Can you go with that? Because what we see here, just as marriage was a shadow of the fullness, sex is a shadow. It's a, it's, it has a purpose, procreation, pleasure, to renew the covenant, but its purpose w- will change. So, so it'll be different. The eternal city is also, which is interesting, it's a city, heaven is a city. What do cities have? They have streets, they have buildings, they have architecture. Revelation 21:22, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God gives it light and the lamp, the Lamb is its lamp. The nations, the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. So the stuff of the rest of the earth is going to be brought into heaven, the cultures of the world. So the stuff of the world. So one of the things I think, so God's built this city that is 1,400 miles wide, 1,400 miles deep and 1,400 miles tall. That 's a pretty big city. It's like uh, 600,000 square feet or miles or something on, anyway, lots of people, billions and billions of people could live in this city that God's prepared. He said, i 've gone to prepare a place for you." So God is the architect of this city. I can 't wait to see it. I, I love architecture. I love to see how buildings are built. It amazes me what the Romans did. 2,500 years ago. I loved going to Rome and seeing the Colosseum. The Colosseum, is, which is incredible about the Colosseum. I don't know if you've ever seen the Colosseum, but it was a, a stadium that would seat 60,000 people. And Also, it was made in such a way where they could raise and lower stuff from below it, and they could also fill it with water and have sea battles, reenactment of sea battles in the Colosseum. I mean, yeah, we haul in dirt and have motocross. We we haven't had many sea battles at Texas Stadium or whatever, whatever they call it now. What are the names of the stadiums? Are Globe Life Park, whatever. I'm, what is it? Huh? Jerry's, World. Jerry's World. Yeah, Jerry's World. Yeah. So just think of. So I, I love the architecture. I mean, we we went to Rome and we saw the Colosseum, the Pantheon. The Pantheon is. Is just so you'll know, the Pantheon is where they displayed all the gods. They had, you know, Romans had lots of gods. They'd taken all the Greek gods, given them new names. So they had all these gods. And the Pantheon is a 300 foot concrete dome that they covered with brass, but had a hole in the middle. So it's a 300 foot concrete dome, and it's 2,500 years old. And it doesn't have a crack in it, it doesn't have a seam in it. It doesn't have a wet joint in it where they joined, where they started on this end and had to join this end, and they, no, it's twenty five hundred years, no cracks. Now that just amazes me. So that I guess I'm easy to impress, but that that amazes me. I mean, we can't pour concrete that doesn't crack by that afternoon. <laughs> it's amazing. What will, just Can you imagine walking the streets of heaven? Because there's going to be lots of space, lots of streets, lot, just getting to spend some time in heaven and looking at what God has built. He says, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Can you imagine what it's going to be like to walk around and say, look, to see the river of life coming from the throne, flowing through the city, just to be a just, just to be a part of that. It's incredible. I can't wait. Imagine, imagine the, the, the architecture. Imagine art. Imagine the art. Creativity unbound by sin. You know, it seems like to me when we when we talk about great artists today, musicians, great musicians, great artists, great playwrights, great authors, they were all writing out of their agony and their pain. Van Gogh, Hemingway, I mean, Johnny Cash, I mean, every one of, you know, they struggled with drugs because they're so hungry for, they're trying to get the approval of their father or they're trying to prove something about themselves. So all, we see all of this art come out of pain and struggle and sin. What if all of the art came out of love and grace and mercy and the, and the understanding that God loves them and that they are who they are val- they don't have to find their value in being a musician they have to find their value in being an artist they don't have to find their value in other people's approval that they can find it in God and in that then out of that out of that out of love and beauty flows art and stories that would just be incredible. Can you imagine? So we're, we'll get to see this in heaven. Can you imagine the music? Because Greg will have like a thousand bases in heaven. Because musicians all have equipment acquisition syndrome. You just need one more guitar. Just like I have tool acquisition syndrome. <laughs> Think of the music. Think of the food. How anybody here like to eat and not get fat? Anybody want to join that train, get on that train? Say, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Right? So here's what I want you to get. Heaven is going to be better than this. What if you, whatever you can imagine, whatever you can think. God has something better in store than you can even ask or think. What you could, what you could imagine, God says, I, I got better than that. What you think will be, God says, oh, it's better than that. Heaven is going to be glorious. You know why it's glorious? You know why God did all of this? God did all of this. All of this that we see, all of this that exists, all, all this about Eden to heaven... From the beginning until the end, God had a plan, and the plan was you. The plan was that Jesus was going to come and die for you, and he wasn't going to make you a servant or just make you a slave. He was going to make you a son. He was going to make you a daughter Jesus died to bring you into God's eternal family. God went, looked, looked through eternity. He didn't need us. There was not anything that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit needed. But he looked down through eternity and he said, you, I want him. I want you. You. I want you in my eternal family. I want you ruling and reigning with me. He valued us. He valued us so much. I don't know how how much you think God loves you, but he loves you so much that he sent his only son to fulfill the plan, to die for you, to shed his blood so that you could be in his eternal spiritual family, so that you could spend eternity with him. Not sitting on a cloud, playing a harp, maybe a base but you just brought, got brought into the family business and it's going to be incredible amen let's stand thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Lord we cannot wait to see what you have planned for us Lord, we're we're looking with expectation on the wonderful things that are going to unfold because you have a wonderful plan. Heaven is going to be never boring, always incredible, because you are there, and we will see you face to face. And wherever you are, that's where heaven is. And we want to be where you are. We thank you, Lord, that you planned to bring us into your eternal family through Jesus Christ. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So we're going to be baptizing. Just a few moments. Give us a few moments for a turnaround.